Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is Practice Day at the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and on today's episode, well, no one seems to really know anything, thanks to a disrupted day of running and a new rule tweak being trialled this weekend. First practice lost all its potential dry running thanks to a clumsy Sergio Perez crash, after which the heavens opened. But with rain not forecast for the rest of the weekend, few drivers bothered to set lap times. But the afternoon dry session was even stranger. Pirelli has reduced each driver's tyre allocation as an experiment this weekend, and the result was most of the frontrunners didn't bother to set very many laps, saving their rubber instead for Saturday. So what can we learn from such an odd day? Let's find out now from your host in Hungary this weekend. It's Luke Smith. Hello and welcome back to Pit Pass F1, bringing your daily update direct from the Formula One paddock. My name is Luke Smith, senior writer for The Athletic, and here is everything you need to know following Friday's practice running for the Hungarian Grand Prix. Well, today was the day Daniel Ricciardo finally made his official F1 return, taking part in a formal session for the first time since his last appearance for McLaren at the end of 2022. There were a few formalities Daniel had to go through in the morning, such as completing his jump out test required by the FIA on safety grounds. But with that cleared, he was all good to go and got out nice and early for AlphaTauri in FP1. But the session would last just three minutes before it came to a stop due to a red flag. And of all the people to have caused it, it was Sergio Perez. On his first flying lap of the day, Perez touched the grass on the left-hand side of the track, entering turn five causing him to lose control of his car and spin into the barrier at the exit of the corner. I was listening to Perez's radio as it happened and he immediately swore, saying he couldn't believe it. He knew the damage done to the front right corner of the car from the impact, which was pretty sizable, meant his session was over. But the bigger question is what it may do for his confidence going into the rest of the Hungarian Grand Prix weekend. We know Perez is going through a rough patch right now. He called it that himself. And even a practice shunt like this is another setback that he really could have done without, especially amid all the buzz around Daniel Ricciardo's return. Perez only said on Thursday that Ricciardo rejoining the grid doesn't change anything for his future. His contract, of course, runs until the end of 2024, so he's safe for at least another season. But still, you couldn't have written a stronger narrative for Daniel's first session back in the AlphaTauri. I'd be stunned if it wasn't part of the episode that surely profiles Ricardo's return in the next season of Drive to Survive. Perez's crash was particularly upsetting for one young fan sat in the grandstands, who was picked up by the F1 TV cameras during the red flag period, showing him in floods of tears after seeing his favourite driver crash out so early. But there was thankfully a happy ending to this story. Red Bull managed to track down the fan and get him into the garage for FP2, meeting Perez and Christian Horner. 
Of course, Perez was back out on track for the second session, giving the young boy even more reason to smile. A slither of comfort Red Bull could take from Perez's crash in FP1 is the fact the rain arrived soon after the incident, meaning the session wasn't massively useful to any of the teams, really. A second red flag followed later in FP1 when Carlos Sainz got stuck at turn 3 following a spin, unable to bring his Ferrari away from the grass. A push from the marshals meant he got back going again and returned to the pits, but the session was still pretty much a washout. Only 13 cars bothered to set lap times, with George Russell ending the session quickest for Mercedes ahead of Oscar Piastri and McLaren. Despite more rain being forecast later in the day, by the time FP2 got underway, the track had dried out completely, giving the teams a chance to get a better understanding of how their cars are looking in Hungary. It still proved to be quite a shaken up session that really strangely saw neither Red Bull make it into the top 10, a bit of an unthinkable proposition going into this weekend. It is only practice of course, but Max Verstappen finished FP2 in 11th, while Perez was 18th overall. It left Charles Leclerc to lead the way for Ferrari, pipping McLaren's Lando Norris to P1 by just 0.015 seconds. So why was it such a weird session, with so many cars seemingly out of position of the normal classification? Well, the alternative tyre allocation rule is in place for this weekend. It restricts the drivers in qualifying to using only the hard tyre in Q1, mediums in Q2 and softs in Q3. The knock-on effect for practice meant it changed up the run plans, meaning we're heading into the rest of the weekend without a very clear picture of what the pecking order looks like. Before we discuss the impact of the ATA a little bit more, let's look at Daniel Ricciardo's day. He was only 14th in FP2, not the kind of result that would have pleased him in the height of his Red Bull days, or with Renault, or probably even with McLaren. But he said after the session he wasn't going to look too much at the timesheets or the results on his first day back, instead focusing on the feeling he got from the car, which he said was pretty good. As ever, there'll be tweaks to make overnight, and he said he's about at 95% pushing right now and just needs to unlock that extra 5% on Saturday in qualifying. But overall, he said it was a familiar feeling he got driving the car, even after not doing anything beyond a tyre test in the past eight months. Of course though, qualifying tomorrow is where the chips will really go down. Anyway, back to the updated format, because it didn't win many fans either on or off track on Friday. Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton both pointed out that because of the limits on the number of tyre sets they could use, they were forced to restrict their running through second practice. Both were noticeably absent from the track in the early stages of the session, meaning fans who might have wanted to see their heroes on track as much as possible might have been a little bit disappointed. The whole point of the ATA trial is to see whether it's possible to get through a race weekend using fewer sets of Pirelli's tyres. The updated format saves two sets of tyres per car, but it would really be a nominal impact in terms of the amount of freight going from race to race. Hamilton also pointed out Pirelli has a lot of wet tyres after each race weekend that are left unused, and that looking at revising that allocation might be a better way to make a saving, instead of doing something that restricts running in practice and impacts the show for the fans ultimately, who've paid to come on Friday and watch the cars out on track. Still, practice was very useful for the teams who had brought some updates to the Hungaroring. I went down to the car presentation around lunchtime just before FP1 and there were a few interesting little bits here and there on the cars to pick out. The most notable of course belonging to Red Bull. 
Now that Red Bull RB19 car, it is already so dominant. We know this weekend that Victory would see it surpass McLaren's tally of 11 wins in a row, a record that has stood since 1988 and that Red Bull tied with last time out at Silverstone. Well, its odds of reaching that landmark seemingly were given another lift by the new parts on the car today. Both Verstappen and Perez were a little bit reluctant to read too much into what they got from the new bits, given that, again, running was so limited. But there was quite a lot we could easily pick out. The most visible upgrade on the car is, of course, the new side pod design, complete with a broader, shallower inlet at the front, as well as modifications made to the floor to better integrate with the new side pod, which is also wider right the way to the suspension legs at the back. The RB19 also has larger front and rear brake duct exits, as well as some additional winglets at the rear. For a team so far ahead, these updates really do only serve as another added lift in performance. Red Bull wasn't the only team to bring upgrades to Hungary. Ferrari has gone for a track-specific front wing this weekend, going with a high downforce package, as many will, while Mercedes has a new front wing end plate, a tweaked rear wing design, and a reduced camber on the front suspension. AlphaTauri also had a number of updates, including the front wing, nose, floor, and rear wing. Oh, and the driver, of course, in Daniel Ricciardo. All of which is designed to try and turn the team's season around and lift it off the foot of the Constructors' Championship. But there were no upgrades on the McLaren, something that was maybe a bit of a surprise, given the original plan was for its large Austria package to be followed by smaller tweaks, around half as many new parts, at both Silverstone and the Hungara ring. But nothing was declared this weekend on the submission sheet that goes to the FIA and is then passed on to journalists such as myself. Andreas Stella explained in the press conference that while the front wing that debuted at Silverstone on Norris's car was now available for Oscar Piastri as well, the team did need a little bit more time to get everything ready for the rest of the package. That means it won't actually be until the summer shutdown that everything's fully in place on the McLaren MCL60. But we can really see that positive trajectory that team is on right now. Norris may be skeptical about Silverstone being a result that McLaren can repeat anytime soon, but a lot of teams have their eye on McLaren as one to watch moving forward. So all of that means we head into qualifying on Saturday, still really quite unsure of the true picture in Hungary due to a mix of the weather and of course that tire rule. But we will be back tomorrow to try and make sense of it all and to see how the first qualifying format with these tire restrictions goes. I'll talk to you then. Thanks very much to Luke, who's divining the so far odd weekend from the Hungaro Ring paddock. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Hungarian Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts, and you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Luke on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.